Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 117, John and Wendy Talk to Greg Buck. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you doing tonight, John? Wendy, I am well. We have avoided the chat conversation at the open for the last (laughs) many episodes. I think this one, though, is really important because our guest tonight is really the reason that we're having this conversation. And Greg and I had a conversation several months ago, and we're going to get more into it in our conversation with him later. But we want to spend some time in the second part of May talking about mental health awareness and, and how important it is. It was a great idea for a chat. And I told Greg, I said, well, Greg, if you're going to come up with the idea, you got to co-host. And, you know, we really have encouraged that. (laughs) We wanted people to to take part in. And I I think it's, I'm glad we're able to get back to that. It seems like we've had a few with COVID and that focus and those are great, but I'm I'm glad we're getting back to listener participation or chat participation. You know, it's a good thing for us. Yeah, no. And I think the, I think the timing of it is, is great. You know, we did last year, we did a had a conversation with um, uh, with Andrew from Sherm and talked about his struggles. So I think it's uh, it's good to highlight and talk about these things, normalize that conversation, um, make it easier for the next person to uh, to talk about their struggles. So uh, you know, kudos to to Greg for wanting to talk about it and bringing it into uh, a Twitter chat. I think that's a great place to have um, have that conversation. It was funny when when Greg and I first spoke a few months ago, we agreed. It seems like we've known each other forever and we'd never actually spoken. Yeah. He's one of those folks that seems to have been on Twitter since at least since I've been around and you and I connected way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really glad and I'm, I'm excited that we're again having this conversation tonight. I'm going to let you make the introduction and we will get started. Super excited to welcome Greg to the show. He is the Global Talent Brand Manager at Genesis, where he works to create consistent messaging and a better experience for candidates. Greg's background is in talent acquisition and marketing. He holds a bachelor's degree from Indiana University and a master's of human resources management from Ohio State. He is the proud dad of two rescue pit bulls, Bella and Izzy. Well, Greg, welcome to the show tonight. Again, very happy to have you. Our first question is always, what's in your glass? Uh, Tonight, it is peach blossom uh, kombucha from a local place here in Indianapolis. Trying to drink local uh, while I'm (laughs) stuck at home. I like that. I don't know that I've ever tried kombucha, and I don't know if anyone's ever been drinking that on the show. That might be a first. (laughs) I I think that is a first. Now, is that something you can make at home if if you knew how to make it or no? I've had it a couple times, but I don't really understand the whole concept. So. <laughs> I've, I've read that you can make it at home, but I okay. don't know that I would ever try it with my uh, culinary skills. So I've, uh, I've just, I just purchased it. Well, this, this could be a prime opportunity, Greg. We're all learning new things as we are <laughs> experiencing COVID together. Maybe this is your opportunity to become a, is it, is a brewer, right? I mean, aren't they kombucha I, I, Yeah, that would be go. a brewer. <laughs> Again, really, really glad we're, we're able to get together tonight. And you know, I, I know what you're doing now with Genesis, but how exactly did you get your start in human resources? I, I was thinking about this uh, earlier today, and I, while I was at um, IU, uh, I was lucky enough to have two professors, and they've become mentors over the year, um, and they were both HR professionals um, in the field and then taught in the classroom. And I started to, they would tell stories and kind of go through the different things that they worked with. And I was really interested in 
the HR field from just hearing it through them. And I started working at a, a restaurant one summer. And on my eighth day in, I received an email saying uh, he was the director of human resources for the city of Bloomington. And he said that he was looking for a summer intern. And I said, if I get this internship, I'm just quitting this restaurant. It was, I was like, I'm done. Like, I can't do this. And I went the next day, he offered me the job and I put in my notice and left the restaurant, started that next Monday. Um, and it was all, all downhill, you know, or all uphill, downhill. Uh, it was all, all smiles from there. And so, yeah, no. So I, I started um, out as an intern for uh, the city of Bloomington. And that's, that's really where I, I learned a lot and kind of uh, fell in love with HR. Greg, in the great debate about giving notice or accepting notice, I'm glad to hear that you were good enough to give at least a little bit of notice before you took that internship. <laughs> <laughs> I know retail, let's face it. I think, I don't know about Wendy, but I, I bailed on a dishwashing job. I worked at, I'll just say it. I worked at O'Charlie's in Nashville and I literally did it three days and it was the worst three days of my life. They treated me like, they treated me just horribly and I just never went back. <laughs> I didn't even get the check. I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, I think I have one of those, a similar story like that, where, yeah, when you're, you're a kid and sometimes you do that, but oh, Greg, I love that you're in um, talent acquisition and uh, uh, we could dive into that for, for hours because I love talking talent acquisition, but um, your reach is a little bit larger than mine and you're doing global talent acquisition. So what challenges do you see outside the U.S. when it comes to finding candidates? So it's. It's interesting because I think, and what I've experienced um, is that each role at at Genesis and each in each location, it's a little different, um, and it's also a little bit, you know, you have some things that are similar. For us, um, we are working on uh, getting our name out there um, and letting people know what what we're doing and, and the, the software that we're building. That's part of my job. Um, but it's part of what, uh, it's, it's a bit of a challenge. Um, but it's what makes, uh, makes the work fun. How, how does talent acquisition differ outside the U S what's, what are some of the idiosyncrasies that you're seeing? There are always, I think some, Sorry, I'm trying to think of how to answer that. Sure. <laughs> it's a great, great question, Wendy. <laughs> um, so I think when you look outside of the U.S., um, I think culturally there are, there are always differences um, when interviewing or um, giving notice. And I think that just kind of understanding that um, – and, and being able to be flexible and working with that. Um, I'm lucky. Uh, we have a, a global team that is, is phenomenal. And so I work to, you know, support them in their efforts to hire. And they're really the masters of, you know, what they do in their region. I try to make it easier for them to, to hire, you know, their candidates spoke earlier, Greg, about, you and I were talking a little bit about experience, candidate experience. How different is that from a global perspective? In other words, like you said, people culturally either want or need different things. Is your messaging significantly different or how, how do you, how do you scale that 
mountain. So we tried not to have our messaging be too different. Um, we really tried to maintain a similar um, experience all the way through. It's one of the core pieces of of our product is allowing a company to communicate uh, with their uh, customers in a seamless fashion. And we want to maintain that as well. We want uh, people to feel a consistency all the way through. Um, I think the biggest thing is making sure that we, we change and adapt kind of the, the language to match the office. Um, each one of our offices um, has its own unique local culture um, or local or yeah, local Genesis culture. Um, uh, we, we have to match that when you're, when we're talking about each, each place. So, you know, Indianapolis is different than our, our office in Daly city, California, which is different than our office in Chennai, India, which is different than our office uh, just outside of London. Um, They're all unique in their own way. And we have to make sure that we talk about those different places, um, you know, in a similar fashion, but also highlight the, the things that make it unique. Well, we talked a little bit about in the open, and one of the reasons that we talked about having you on the show, Greg, was that you wanted to talk a little bit about your personal story when it comes to some of the mental health issues that you've faced. And again, as I mentioned, I, I'm very appreciative of the fact that you're willing to have that conversation. You know, what led you to get comfortable to start talking about this? So it's funny because this is the first time that I've talked about this outside of a few conversations that I've had in private with my managers or you know, close team members. Uh, so, uh, but no, um, I had wanted to, to share my story for a long time. Um, I thought that it was, was important. And I thought, uh, or I, I thought that hearing, if I would have heard it, maybe it would have made my, my time, you know, kind of coming up, um, in earlier in my career, uh, made that, uh, easier. And uh, I wanted to see what what I could do, and I I just kept kind of putting it off and putting it off. And I was at a a, a student conference at IU um, that these students had put together, and they had a keynote speaker, and she came out and opened up with some of her struggles and the fact that she was dyslexic. And I thought, wow, this is this is really powerful she's standing in front of a room full of, you know, strangers and was willing to share that. And afterwards I spoke with her and I just said, you know, Hey, that, that really meant a lot, you know, to me. And I, you know, I think that it, it really impacted some of the, the students sitting in the room. And she told me, she was like, it's, it's our responsibility to share our stories. Um, and it's, it's what we can do to help, help others. And I was Afterwards, I sat in my car for a while and I thought, wow, I need to do this. And so that's, it's kind of pushed me to uh, get out of my uh, comfort zone a little bit and to start talking about it more. Well, I appreciate the fact that you're comfortable enough with us that you're, we can start that conversation here again. You know, we, uh, you know, I talked a bit about it and, and I, I remember you said, you know, I want to start, I'm, key, I'm interested in speaking and, and getting engaged. And can I start here? We have that venue and that, that we're, I guess you feel comfortable enough to be willing to do it here. I, I'm very appreciative of that. 
For sure. I think that any play, any way you can start to tell your story, um, there's, I think there's some safety in the podcast um, because nobody's looking at you <laughs> as you tell your story. I think it makes it a little bit easier, but every time you tell it, it, it will become easier, which I think is, again, we need to normalize these conversations and um, bring them, bring them to the forefront so that we can um, normalize the conversation and, and um, be able to help people. We want them to bring their full self to work. So let's let you bring your whole self to work, um, the good and and the challenges. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that in. And, you know, we'll we'll definitely talk about it more when we do the chat. But what do you think HR pros should do to help foster that conversation around mental health, especially now? I mean, we're going to be seeing a lot more um, mental health challenges um, with the pandemic and, and everything that's going on with the with the physical distancing. So how can HR um, help foster that conversation and help their employees? I think the biggest thing is to remember that everyone has good days and has bad days. And there are times where we just need to slow down and encourage and talk to people and um, ask them how they're doing, ask, you know, and get other people to do that as well. Because as we, we do that and, you know, you may have somebody who, you know, just needs to talk um, or just needs to, you know, share something. It can, it can change their day. Um, it can change their week and it can, can really change their outlook. And so I think being leading by example and, you know, if you're working remote, you know, reaching out to a colleague or a friend or a coworker um, and just making sure, you know, just asking how they're doing. I think that some, that's something we can do right now and something that we can take back to the office. Um, you know, when we do go back in, in terms of, you know, having a bit of understanding that people go through rough times um, and we just need to be aware of that and, you know, really, you know, just, just do what we can to, to help, even if that's just lending an ear and uh, letting people you know, just kind of uh, share what's what's going on. I, I think that's spot on. And, and one of the things, you know, I want to piggyback on, I think we need to be sure we're not just taking I'm fine for an answer um, and getting to know your employees so that you can tell when they maybe need a little more grace in, in what's going on. I, I think you're you're on the right track with with what you're sharing there. Again, thank you. Um, I, I know we've said it a lot, but I do appreciate you sharing your story. But Greg, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be up on stage. Um, It was always, always a dream. What do you, did you, do you play an instrument? Yes. uh, I play the guitar. um, And I also play the uh, French horn. And I guess the the closest I got to being a, a rock star, if you will, was I was in the uh, IU marching band for two years uh, playing the mellophone. So I can say that I performed at a NFL halftime show. Nice. That's rock star in my book. Yeah. Because I got two tubes. <laughs> I, I get it. I totally get it. Greg, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? I was lucky enough to go to eBrandCon, the employer brand conference last May. So it was just about a year ago. And it was, it was, it was amazing. Um, but I, I got to meet, uh, Audrey Knight there and I've, I've always enjoyed 
reading and, and seeing the things that, that she posts online. Um, and I actually got to meet a few other people that I knew beforehand uh, through Twitter, which was, it was a blast. Um, I really enjoyed uh, meeting and speaking with her. A new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you tell them? There are two things that I always say, and one is to be curious and ask questions. And the other is to raise your hand when no one else is volunteering and just take on that project, that assignment that no one wants, because you'll learn so much from it. I don't think we've had anybody talk about that in a while. Mm -mm. It's a great point. Be willing to raise your hand because I think sure all of us have had experiences that we never would have dreamed of if we necessarily didn't. And sometimes it's that fear of the unknown, right? (laughs) So Greg, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I I really like working with people who are just starting out um, or who are in school. I've been really involved with the uh, Human Resource Association at IU. Um, I was the president of the club uh, back when I was there. Um, And I've gone back to uh, speak at a few meetings and uh, connect with students. and I've really enjoyed that. Plus I've enjoyed, you know, taking part on, you know, com- or, you know, Twitter chats and uh, just connecting with, with people, you know, that way um, and just kind of sharing ideas. Uh, but I do enjoy people who are just starting out and, and trying to help them navigate the waters of trying to find their first, first job or where they think they'd fit in the best and going from there. Greg, what's your favorite movie? I love the Star Wars series, um, but the, for <laughs> a, a New Hope is still uh, it's still number one. How about your favorite musician or band? I have so many. Um, John, you and I talked about this for at, at length. Um, we we spoke on the phone. We did. Um, and I, it's uh, I think Led Zeppelin was what uh, got me to pick up the guitar. Um, so I think I have to credit them, but. Ben Folds is is definitely up there as well. Recently, I've been listening to a band out of Bloomington. Um, Their name is uh, Murder by Death, um, which they do not play the music you would expect, but they have some some great songs, and they are just a blast to to see live. Um, And I can't wait until I I have tickets to two of their shows later this year um, that were postponed, and I can't wait to actually get... uh, get to the venue to see them live. How about a favorite TV show? Parks and Recreation. Being in Indiana, it's so funny. I've met, I've, it's, I feel like I've met so many of those people in real life. All right. You've got to tell, I know the story. Wendy needs to hear the story. And there are a lot of Ben Folds fans that listen to the show. You got to tell me the story that you told when we first spoke about your interaction with him and the show. I think you were sick. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. So no, this, if this, if this tells you what kind of a music fan I am, I had, I had went to see Ben Queller, um, the night before. And then we drove to, it was, we were going to see the show in Columbus, Ohio. We drove to Dayton and I woke up in the middle of the night running this super high fever and I would not miss the show. And went and got some medicine and was still running this extremely high fever. And I actually stood out because it was a general admission show 
uh, the line started to form and it started to get fairly long. And so we went and stood out for over an hour before the doors opened out in the cold. Um, and there's a picture of me online somewhere of me just wearing this hat, just looking not well. Um, and I <laughs> just, uh, I'll, it's one of those shows I'll never forget. It was an amazing concert. But at the end of it, all I wanted to do was get home so I could go to the doctor in the morning. Um, and uh, luckily I made it and <laughs> um, learned, uh, learned my lesson there that there, there, there's always a next show. Um, I've seen them probably four <laughs> right. or five times since then. Uh, but it was, it was great. Um, it, was, it was great seeing him. But yeah, I, I felt, uh, felt horrible um, <laughs> right up until he came up on stage. Lesson learned, we wouldn't do that now because you might get somebody else sick. Like we talked about earlier with jobs, early jobs, sometimes we, we do things to harm ourselves and not necessarily think about others. Oh, yes. Oh. But, but I thought that story was great. I appreciate dedication like that, particularly when it comes to Ben. If you are not watching Star Wars, which, by the way, if you're not watching Clone Wars, you need to be doing that because that series is... By the time this airs, it should be over. But the last two episodes that of that show that we've seen are phenomenal. The best Star Wars movie in 10 years. Uh, you're not listening to Led Zeppelin or Murder by Death. You're not watching Parks and Rec. What else do you like to do outside of work? I love hanging out with my dogs. And they are a blast. Like... Uh, a- Wendy said in the, in the intro, uh, they're pit bulls, but they're terrified of everything. And so it's hilarious when you're, you know, walking and a leaf blows by and they jump behind you. Um, <laughs> Cause they're supposed to be these big, scary dogs, but they're terrified. Like they, they're just, they're afraid of everything. But I also, I, I love going to, uh, to concerts and just being a- around my family. Um, I can't wait until I can do that again. Um, it's been a while since I've seen everyone and video calls and phone calls just aren't quite the same. That is true. That is true. There's even my, uh, 100% introvert daughter is, um, craving some non-family interaction. (laughs) She's ready to, to get out. Well, Greg, it is, uh, Greg Buck day all around the world. What are people doing to celebrate? Well, it's actually... Greg Buck Day is July 2nd, uh, which is my birthday. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the first time anybody's ever mentioned that. Yes. It's the day I I try to take it off every year um, and just spend it doing the things that, you know, I want to do that day. Um, But typically it's, uh, you know, you're out uh, with friends and family um, down at the pool uh, because it's near 4th of July. And uh, hopefully you get to see fireworks that night because it's your birthday and why, why else would they be lighting off fireworks? Love it. Love it. Greg, just so you know, I, I've made, I, I keep show notes, right. And I obviously post them. I've written July 2nd down so that I've got <laughs> it in my calendar because I will tweet you on July 2nd and make it Greg Buck day officially that I love it. I love that, that you've thought of that. Cause that's Wendy. I think it's fair to say, I don't think anybody else has decided to celebrate nope. their day on their birthday. No one has, no one has. I love it. Well, Greg, again, I really appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation to open up the conversation even more with the chat that's coming up. There might be some listeners, though, that that aren't connected with you now that are going to want to get connected and continue to have these conversations. What's the best way for them to reach you out there? Uh, So I'm on uh, LinkedIn, um, but I'm also active on on Twitter, 
my handle is at HR guy, Greg. We will have that in the show notes. And Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, best way to find me is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sundays of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. And how about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, anything you can do to help boost the signal. We always appreciate it. International listeners, as always, we have gifts. Please get back to us with your uh, addresses. The Postal Service here in the United States is still working well, and we would love to get something out to you as as a way to thank you for being part of the community. Greg, appreciate your time. Look forward to the chat with you. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back. And... Network. Network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you all soon. 